We are tidying up some loose ends, ladies and gentlemen, uh, right now on what is the hottest show in the streets when you look at Alabama football news, notes, and information. I be yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, in studios with Touchdown Alabama Magazine. This is In My Own Words. We've had a great week of shows, I'm telling you. We started this off with discussing Alabama defensive backs, two sophomores, Daniel Wright and Eddie Smith, and which one of these two is going to be able to rise, emerge, step up, and have a productive season. From there, had a great interview with my man, my brother, Chris C. Money Rogers, former Alabama defensive back who was a part of the 2009 Southeastern Conference Championship team and BCS National Championship team. He is the founder of Together Assisting People Tap, Inc. out of Birmingham, Alabama. And now we wrap it up with discussing Alabama's non-conference schedule for football for the upcoming season. In the last few years under Nick Saban, we have seen the multitude of rival fan bases that have this gripe with Alabama's non-conference schedule in football. You hear certain phrases like, Alabama scheduling all these cream puffs, all these no-name teams, these cupcake games. You know, when is Alabama, when is Nick Saban going to put together a competitive, challenging, compelling, non-conference schedule to make me watch Alabama? I'm not an Alabama fan by no means necessary, but when is Nick Saban, I mean, they call him the GOAT, for some reason, I don't know why he's the GOAT, but he can't seem to put together a compelling non-conference schedule. When is that going to happen? When is that stage of his development of being the GOAT going to come into play? When is he going to stop scheduling all of his cream puffs? That's been the gripe of these rival fan bases. And it's gotten to where, you know, it, it either was last week, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching television and uh, I go on Twitter and it was one of the guys from ESPN, may have been Paul Feinbaum if I'm not mistaken. He posts this graphic social media and the graphic has four Southeastern Conference schools. The graphic will appear on screen here. It's got four Southeastern Conference schools on it to which he puts in his category of having you know, the top 10 easiest non-conference schedules for 2019. The four SEC schools, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Kentucky. Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Kentucky. Making this thing for fine bomb. And upon the graphic getting put out, you immediately have the rival fan bases on Twitter going, look at Clemson. They got tough competition non-conference. Look at Oklahoma and USC and Texas and Oregon. Florida State. I mean, all these schools have got this tough, non-conference, compelling schedule in Alabama. Western Carolina, cream puff. New Mexico State, cream puff. Southern Miss, cream puff. Duke, cream puff. No tough, no compelling non-conference schedule. Look at this. But you, you gotta love Greg Byrne. Greg Byrne is one of the Younger, fiery, passionate athletic directors in the sport right now. I mean, Alabama got in from uh, University of Arizona 
in 2017. He's about to enter his third football year with the Crimson Tide. And I get it. He's more basketball oriented than football oriented. But that's besides the point. He has a high respect for Nick Saban and this football program because one of the first one of the first things that Greg Byrne did upon getting to Tuscaloosa, he was behind the reconstructing of Nick Saban's contract, which is the extension to 2024. Has a high respect for Nick Saban. And Byrne got on Twitter and basically said this. Look, people, it takes two to tango. Two cannot walk together unless they agree on something, and that's not just biblical principle. That's common sense, okay? It's not like Alabama is not trying to have a compelling non-conference schedule. Alabama has contacted the teams. They've contacted the programs. They've contacted the institutions, and they've either been met with people not responded to them or the basic no has been left and Alabama's sitting there like the groom at the altar because the bride's thinking I've got a change of heart I don't want to marry this man Uh, people have had a change of heart in trying to schedule Alabama takes two to tango here and for a lot of people that don't know there's a lot that goes into making these schedules. The coaches have some say in it, but we're talking about the big wigs, the presidents, the chancellors, and the athletic directors. These are the guys that come to the table with suits on, with briefcases, with paperwork, and a ballpoint pen. They're the ones that have to get the confirmation the finalization of these schedules, negotiating these things at the table and how they're going to get the non-conference schedules to work. Now, in terms of conference, it's much more simpler. You know, these guys are having the home-and-home thing. You play this team, you play this team, I'm playing you, you're playing me. As far as conference, inside your region, inside your area, a lot simpler. But in terms of non-conference, you are debating, you are having a negotiation with somebody else's AD, somebody else's chancellor, somebody else's president, somebody else's executive guy to get this thing done. And, I mean, let's not make it seem like Nick Saban just doesn't schedule tough competition, people. I mean, he's about to enter his 13th season at the University of Alabama. 11 of those 13 years, for those of you mathematicians out there, that is 84.6%, 85% of the time, Alabama's playing tough competition. They opened the season with a ranked marquee national power, and that's for Alabama to gauge where they are in relation to the ultimate goal, which is a national championship. There have only been two years, two years, where Alabama has not scheduled marquee competition to start the year. 2010, where Alabama opened up the year with San Jose State in this upcoming season where it opens up with Duke. Since 2007, Alabama has faced Florida State in 07, Clemson in 2008, Virginia Tech in 2009. They, they, they faced Penn State. They faced Virginia Tech again, West Virginia, Wisconsin, USC, Florida State again, Louisville, Michigan, Alabama has faced non-conference competition 85% of the time that Nick Saban has been at the helm in Alabama. They faced elite competition, people. 
And then in terms of the future for Alabama, just the future, they've got things set up with USC, a national power for 2020. Miami, a national power for 2021. Texas, a national power for 2022 and 2023. And Notre Dame, a historical national power, 2027 and 2029. In terms of just the neutral side games, they'll work some things out. But let's not make it seem like Nick Saban and Alabama just does not schedule tough marquee competition because it does. It absolutely does. Now, another reason for the schedules here, people, you got to understand this right here. These schedules are made three to four, sometimes five years off in advance. And the reason for this is the hope that the national headline brand name power or the team that's on the rise that you have scheduled is good when it comes time to play them. For example, let's take Florida State. Alabama played Florida State in 2017. You remember that game, folks, where Florida State came in number three in the country under Jimbo Fisher. It played in brand spanking new Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Everybody hyping this game up. The Chick-fil-A people called this game the greatest opener of all time. And you have folks going, man, Jimbo got them killers. Man, Jimbo got them gorillas. I mean, look at DeAndre Francois. Whoo! I mean, look at Cameron Akers. Bang! I mean, look at uh, Tavares McFadden and Derwin James and Brian Burns and my God, sweet baby Jesus and Mother Mary. If there was a team that Alabama can lose to, it'd be Florida State. Look at them Seminoles. Look at them. And Alabama goes in there and treats Florida State like a motherless child. The game was over before it even started. Final score is 24 to 7. And what does national media say the very next day? Alabama didn't play nobody. That was another cream puff. Who's Florida State? But wasn't this the team months leading up that you were calling the best in the country? Wasn't this the number three team in the nation in the buildup? You cannot fault Alabama for taking out a team that you didn't hyped up. That you didn't hyped up. I mean, even down with Duke here being on the schedule, Duke at one point in time was a team on the rise. People forget 2013 under David Cutcliffe, Duke was 10 and 4. They were 6 and 3 in conference play. They won the ACC Coastal. They won that and made it to the title game. So Alabama scheduled that game in thinking that, you know, Duke is going to be a high quality competition. Now, of course, something had to have happened. Maybe a couple of coaches left the program. Maybe, you know, some players that were elite juniors and seniors left, and Dukes had a hard time recruiting. But you can't fault Alabama for that. These are games that are scheduled three to four to sometimes five years in advance in hopes that that team is going to be good, in hopes that that particular program will give you a strong, solid competition. The schedules are made way off, folks. And then last but not least, people, small schools need love. They need love. I mean, I'm not saying that Western Carolina, Southern Miss, Western Kentucky, you know, small schools like that, 
they, will they, will they get to the, the standing of an Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, USC, Georgia, Oregon, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida State? Will, will they ever get to that, you know, monument? No, of course not. But they got to play those teams to get the money, to get the $1 million, $2 million, $3 million to invest in their program so they can have a good athletic facility, so they can have a great weight room or complex, so they can have the things they need to be strong, to be competitive. Small teams matter. I mean, Nick Saban was the one that initiated, let's have a nine-game conference schedule. He was the one that initiated, okay, since y'all are tired of us playing these cream puffs, let's make the SEC schedule nine games, nine conference games. But all the other coaches like, whoa, 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 no, let's not do that. Let's not do that because that's going to put too much wear and tear on our guys. So if the other coaches in the conference backed off, of what Nick Saban initiated? Lay off Coach Nick. Because Coach Nick initiated the nine conference the nine-game conference schedule, and everybody else laid off of it. Small schools, folks, they need love to. And while everybody's picking at Alabama's non-conference schedule, I- I've got a chance to look at Clemson's. It's not any better. They play Char- they play Charlotte and Wofford. <laughs> Charlotte and Wofford. Ooh, scary. Charlotte and Wofford. At least with Bama, Duke's somewhat competitive. Southern Miss is competitive. Charlotte and Wofford. Psh, give me a break. Playing Charlotte and Wofford. But everybody so overly concerned about Alabama's non-conference schedule. The, the only team that has a Jesus keep me near the cross gauntlet of a schedule, Texas A&M. They got a big schedule. If Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies can get through that, they deserve to play for a conference title. They deserve to play for an actual title. Because Jimbo has got his team in the belly of the beast in terms of a schedule. But everybody else Playoff of Bama's non-conference schedule. Nick Saban schedules tough competition. They got tough competition coming in the future. And Greg Byrne will get something going as far as the neutral side game. So Alabama does schedule tough competition. That's going to do it here, folks, for this edition of In My Own Words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you check out the TDAM app. Download the app right now for the best in all things Alabama football. If you're rocking with Team Apple, you go to the iPhone App Store, Google Play Store. If you got the Android phone, you check out the podcast options at the bottom of the screen. You subscribe to TDAlabamaMag.com. Check out the site for the latest And as always, you go to Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube. Get with the site that's got the one million video views. When we come back to start next week's show, we will dive in to freshman wide receiver Xavier Williams out of Florida. And is he the next Floridian heir to the throne in terms of dynamic receivers that Alabama has gotten from the Florida area? From all of us here at the TD Alabama brand, I'm yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Till next time, folks, it's been in my own words.